Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thank you so much for joining with me. Thank you for subscribing and rating the podcast. And thank you to everyone who has shared this podcast and just helping people to join the movement of building their marriage one Monday at a time. Today, I want to talk about single thinking in married living. Single thinking in married living. It's the idea that I can think solely about me, myself, and I to the sacrifice or the detriment of the we, the the marriage, the two, as scripture would say, the two becoming one. And that and that's something that absolutely absolutely boggles my mind, but yet I see it happening to marriages of all vintages. This is not like a young person's issue. I have seen selfish, single type living and thinking happen in people in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and even sixties. I have watched marriages break apart of all different ages and vintages. I'm here to say that single living, excuse me, single thinking results in single living and that that can't happen in a marriage. It will break up the foundation of the two being one. When you made your vows with your spouse, whether it was in a courthouse or a church house, if it was in a field or in a barn, wherever your wedding took place, wherever your marriage took place, when you made those vows, a new identity was born and two identities went away. I'm going to say that again. When you made your vows, one new identity was born and two identities went away. Uh, That's why I believe marriages are their funerals. It's two single individuals. Two people are dying off and a new one is being birthed. Uh, Let's see, May 23rd, 1998, two individuals, David and Anne, walked to that altar at Lakeside Assembly of God and we commissioned and committed our hearts to one another and we walked away, no longer two separate but one. And so that's why when it comes to single thinking and married living, if we're not careful, that we will just break apart the foundation of who we are and even the dreams of what we want to be by living, operating, and thinking like just single people. We're not single anymore. We're married. So that leads me to number one. The first thing that I want you to kind of grasp today is this, is me thinking doesn't work in marriage. Me thinking doesn't work in marriage. Now, there's a difference between I'm working on me and then I'm only caring about me. Let me say that again. There's a difference between I'm caring for something about me and I'm only caring about me. One is self-improvement and the other is selfish. Self-improvement and selfish. And so when it comes to to um, self-improvement, I'm telling you, there are things that I've needed to work on. And when it comes to Dave, there is emotional health that I've, I've had to work on. There's physical health that I've had to work on. And I will say this, that anything that I've worked on the me was never at the sacrifice of the we. Working on me will never and should never sacrifice the we. If that the we is sacrificed, then you, there's a lot of, of, of inventory that you've got to take in your own life to figure out why is the we being sacrificed. I mean, I've had people in my office say things to me like, well, I've just got to work on me or why is my spouse so upset? This decision does not involve them. And, and I've always got my jaw on the floor when that, when that word comes out. And I've heard that multiple times over the past couple decades of marriage ministry, multiple times. And my jaw's on the floor because I just look at them and say, well, the reason why it affects them, and even though it's, it may be just directly about you, it affects them because when you got married, the two of you became one. And if there's something to be worked on, your spouse needs to be in support of that. Your spouse needs to be about that. Well, I don't need my spouse's um, permission. And I, I kind of agree with that. You don't need your spouse's permission, but you do need their unity. 
I mean, I want that to sink down. You don't need your spouse's permission. You need their unity. And that's why me thinking doesn't work. It's we thinking. There's some things that my wife has wanted to do to improve herself from her from the reading. She's now become an avid reader to her physical health. She loves doing workouts and she's a runner. There's certain things that she's wanted to do, but she doesn't do it separate from my input or separate from, from the unity between the two of us. She will talk to me about it. She will ask me about it. And I love encouraging that. And that way, we don't allow me thinking to set up in our marriage. We want everything that we do to be about we. It's got to be about the we. And that leads me to number two. Avoid the I'm missing out complex. Avoid the quote-unquote I'm missing out complex. Oh, I've heard this for years from people. And again, all vintages. But I, I do. I will say that I can hear this a little bit more from younger couples, especially if they got married really young. I mean, Anne, she, she turned 20 the month before we got married. I was 22. So we were very young at 20 and 22. And I've heard people who uh, get married and they watch their single friends or they watch married friends that may not have the healthiest marriage and they watch them live and act like they're single all over again. And they, they almost crave what they think they are missing. And what it is, it's a mirage. It's a mirage. I grew up watching cartoons like Bugs Bunny, and there was always this scene of a desert, and Daffy Duck or Bugs Bunny would be crawling through the desert, and they would see what they thought was an image of, of a pool of water, and they would run, jump in, and just try to drink it, realizing they were drinking sand because they were chasing after something that they that really didn't exist. And that's something that I think that we can get in a mode in when we stare at single friends, when we stare at uh, what people are doing in terms of the freedoms that they're taking, and we think that we are missing out. And and I will say this, you don't talk with the people that are two or three years down the road of decisions like that, where they start chasing, making decisions on quote unquote what they're missing out on. And they are talking to me in my office and they're in tears because they're realizing that they sacrificed the great good of their relationship for momentary pleasure. They're sacrificing uh, the, the future. They're sacrificing wholeness in their marriage in the long term for a few fleeting moments of, I think I'm missing out. And they indulge in that mirage. And all of a sudden they sit back and they're realizing, I didn't miss out on anything other than I missed out on a marriage moment that we could have had together because I chose to act and think like I'm single all over again. So avoid that, which leads me to number three, we have to watch our influences. We have to watch our influences from the things that we watch to what we are listening to, to, well, the podcast, the books, um, and the friendships that we have. Now, now, please note, please note that if you're married, you need to have single friends. Your single friends need you. You need them. They're wonderful people. But if those single friends are, are bringing in toxic mentalities toward your spouse or false mentalities that you need to be living out separate from your from your spouse, then honestly, you need to put up boundaries. You need, you need to either get rid of those relationships or set up boundaries because that's toxic. Or you could have married friends, and I've had married friends in my life that were not the greatest encouragers toward um, my own marriage. And so if I've got those in my life that are feeding mentalities and they're not being influencers toward my the health of my marriage, I have to put up boundaries. And I have to do it for my sake. And honestly, it's good for their sake. I have to put up boundaries watching what is influencing me and what's leading me toward marriage. Something I'm going to remind you, and we said this at the beginning, marriages will begin to break down 
when one or both spouse will act, think, and act like they're single again. And it's something that you and I cannot afford to do. And so the challenge this week is this, is think about your week. Think about what you and your spouse talk about. Think about the decisions that you guys make together. Think about the communication that you that, that you have. And would you just begin to take this to the Lord in prayer and just say, Lord, it's, it's Psalms 139, search my heart and help me to make sure that my mode of marriage does not entertain thinking like an individual. I don't want to think like an individual. I want to think like the two becoming one, that we together, the marriage, we are an identity and help us to navigate through. Maybe that's a conversation that you and your spouse can have this week that says, is there any area where we just make individual decisions without the other person involved as if the other person no longer exists or is no longer needed? Because when we act like a single person in marriage, that's really what we're saying is my spouse is no longer needed for this. And I don't think there should be any area that's like that. There may be areas that are more interested by one or or the other spouse, but it doesn't mean the other person can't be involved or shouldn't be involved. They should be. When I went through a, I went through a massive um, physical transformation, I lost 130 pounds uh, about 10 years ago or so. But I'm telling you what, even though that inc- that was really about me improving my body and specifically just improving my health, not even size, it was about my health. I'll tell you this, I didn't do it apart from Anne. I needed her encouragement. I needed her accountability. I actually wanted her blessing on it because it was going to change how how we were going to navigate life, what I was eating at home, what was coming into the home. And I knew ultimately it would affect her because what affects me always affects the we. And what affects the we will always affect me. So again, the challenge today is don't, do not, do not entertain single thinking in married living. Why? Because it will slowly and surely break down your marriage. I hope you have a fantastic week. Have some good conversation with your spouse and continue to join us every single Monday as we endeavor to build marriage one Monday at a time. God bless.